Turkey, 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 turkey. Happy Thanksgiving. Oh, is that what we say? I guess. Okay. Happy Turkey Day. Happy Turkey Day. You're Welcome to Facing the Wild. <laughs> this, I'm Abby Pagood, and my dog just hit her head on the table. <laughs> and I'm Audra Watley. <laughs> and her dog's just sitting in her lap. <laughs> She's just hanging. Because she knows how to be part human. Because <laughs> that's how she does. She does. She thinks she's part human. She does. She well, just, she listens English. Yeah, she just wishes she could talk. <laughs> I don't know. She does a pretty good job. Yeah, she does. She really does. She does and, an amazing job of just giving cues. Hey, yeah. I mean, if someone took their plate and rolled it into the <laughs> kitchen, you kind of know it's time to feed them. <laughs> Hit mom, get yeah. off of your ass and feed me. <laughs> I was gonna say, or, or just like start to nudging the empty water bowl when it's empty, and you're like, oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but okay, she's graceful and dainty about it. She doesn't like do it in a like. I'd be like, bitch, get off the floor, like <laughs> get up and give me food. And she's like, hey, over here, yeah. Can you see me? Can I have some, please? Yeah. Well, and I, I think she would get more aggressive about it if, if I didn't go, oh, I'm sorry. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Too funny. Here's what you need. She's like one step away from putting on like a little <laughs> bow tie. Bo- <laughs> no, I, I was going to say bow tie. I was going to say like the freaking like ape, like smock, smock aprons, whatever, the food catchers that like the bibs. <laughs> a bib. Yeah. She's like one step away from putting on a bib and then like using utensils, utensils. to cut her food. <laughs> It's like in here. I thought these little uh, handkerchief things were that. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I guess she's like, I do have my bib on. Yeah, it's she's just like, mom that keeps works. putting the the useful part in the back <laughs> for some reason. I don't know why. I don't know why. So. I was holding snacks for later. Yeah, <laughs> it's Thanksgiving, and today didn't suck for work day because everyone's all hyped up to get the hell out of work. Oh my god! That everyone's like happy. And they're, like, ready to, like, have a day off, which is energy I really like to feed off of. I love having that kind of energy to feed off of. Mm -hmm. Did you get it popped in the mouth? I did get popped in the mouth. I don't think it's... I don't think it's going to (laughs) bleed. It's just... mm. (laughs) Tasty. Do you need some salt mm. with that? (laughs) No. I was like, no, no salt, but it might be a little... uh, Puffy. sensitive. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> all good <sighs> the life with dogs <laughs> i love dogs I know, they make me, me really happy i know and you can hear them in the background obviously yeah. but you know they're good friends i do but yay they make me happy until i'm gonna leave her and then i get all dad i know well i mean you're going away for quite a while mm-hmm it's going to be fun. Enough that we will miss you. But then I'm going to be sad. I know. <laughs> but it's all good. It's okay. Yeah. It's okay. And you get to go into the sun. I know. And be in a remote, like, non-disclosed area that we will not tell people so they do not stalk you. Yeah. <laughs> right. Being that we're that famous that people don't want to come stalk us. They'd be like, uh, I don't know where she's staying. I'm going on vacation in an undisclosed area. Yeah. Like... <laughs> Out of all the places in the world, what are the odds? Right? <laughs> uh, I don't know. 
But it is fun to like finally get a second to have a break away from all the crazy people, away from like even family uh, away members. From that, yeah, away all from of the that. crazy in the background. Yes. <laughs> Which actually perfectly describes a lot of the world today. I know, right? Yeah. But interesting. Are we okay? I think we're okay. I think we're okay. Well. Yeah, she came right back after her. <laughs> That's what you call a friend. You're right. <laughs> Let's go some more. Yay. <laughs> so what is one of your favorite things that you're going to do while you're gone? Honestly, I don't even know yet. I'm just excited to... I, I I won't even, like, think about where I'm going necessarily until I'm sitting on an airplane. You know? And being like, oh, and we're here. Like, oh, I should probably at least Google where I'm going. But what about, like, when you're checking in and they're like, have a great trip at such and such location that we will not disclose. <laughs> you're so funny. I'm going to see how many times I can do that today. Yes. Non-disclosed. Non-disclosed dis- location. Non-disclosed Except location. I, I'm like slurring over those combination non- words. Non-disclosed. Non-disclosures. Non-disclosures. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's I. there are, um, you know, obviously some beautiful beaches where I'm going. And there's also supposed to be a lot of uh, national forests and waterfalls and just places in nature, which I'm super excited to get out in nature. Right. Um, you know, as well as just, um, I, I, I'll be honest, like I love going to foreign places with different culture and different foods and different, um, just mindset that to me, that's probably part of the, the most fun of it. It's like just, just going to, to try and experience something new, something right? different, right? right? That's, um, probably the part that I get the most excited about is, you know, even just talking to the locals and being like, okay, so how are things run here? Where do you guys like to go? You yeah. Know, where do you, where, you know, what do you do when Rudy, you're not here? Rudy and I love getting like the in-depth perspective of like the locals at, at areas because, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, there's always information that obviously tourists that don't necessarily some people don't even care to even ask yeah but it's even just like you know especially after the last couple of years and the way that the workforce has changed or like people that are waiting at you waiting on you while you're eating at one of those remote locations that we will not disclose (laughs) but but basically like having them you know come in and talk about you know you know, some of the trials and tribulations that might be happening in the town, but also some of the really cool key spots to go that might be secretive that, you know, locals won't tell the tourists because they don't want them mucking it up, you right. know? Yeah. And like, we really, it's like kind of nice because you kind of, what I like is the connectivity you get to experience no matter where you go. There's always really cool people to be able to connect with and yeah. just exchange like, Right. Conversation, mentality, energy, whatever. Absolutely. It's always super cool to just meet new people. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it's like where we're going, I don't, my mom's going with me. So, you know, for those of you listening, um, you know, where we're going, it, it's, um, it's not my typical, like I'm more likely to book an Airbnb or mm-hmm. something like that to where I actually have a person where I'm going that you know, lives there. Right. Right, And so, but you know, it's like when you're traveling with, with other people, it's kind of like, okay, what's going to be the most 
comfortable, you know, right. <laughs> for them, which, right. would be, you know, staying in somebody else's house would be very uncomfortable for my mom. So, um, you know, we did do the, why is that? Why would it be uncomfortable for her? What is it because it's other someone's stuff and she wouldn't want to like muck up their crap or like, is it that she can't unwind? Cause I, I think she would just be so on edge of like, you know, she's and, and it's not anything negative to her, but it's like, you know, she's always concerned about her stuff and she doesn't want to leave her stuff in someone else's house and she doesn't want to make a mess in somebody else's house. And she doesn't want, I mean, it's like, it's okay. all about like being respectful I don't know this person and you know, it, it's almost beyond respect. It's like, I, it's not I, her space. I, I would, yeah, it's not her space, and I think it would be uncomfortable. Where you know, when you do like a hotel room or something like that, it's like you know, you get to like seal off the door and be like, "This is my space," you know, <laughs> right? Like you, you finally get to that. Mo- like, it's a funny thing I noticed is that when my husband and I, like you know, had gone to the first hotel room together, yeah. not for hanky panky, just like in general, like traveling or whatever, right? Not like not like, hey, bibbit, like not. Like, <laughs> But it was so funny because I am, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Right. When most people say, oh, this couple went to a hotel. (laughs) I don't know anybody that would be getting lucky with that sound, but like, whatever. And then now you understand my husband. Like, I try to do something sexy and it's like, like crash. But it's so funny because I instantly noticed there's a huge difference in the two of us in a hotel room, like just the mindset, right? Like I clean up after myself just naturally in general. Like he's like, let's see how big of a mess I can make in this freaking thing. Cause I don't have to touch it. You know, like, oh and gosh. so <laughs> as soon as you get in, he'll just like throw the keys on and like, you know, like go to the bathroom and like, da, 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 like lay in the bed and it's all freshly made. And it's like, but it was freshly made for bedtime. Like, and he's like, so it's like, there's, there's a completely different protocol in like unwinding where I'm like the one that puts the suitcase up onto the bed. And then I start unpacking and put all my stuff in the drawers and everything. And I can't set like once that's done. They'll sit down on the bed and be like, oh, what's on TV or what's out the window or like blah, blah, blah. His is like, close the curtains, freeze that room like until all your ice cold. And I'm like 66 degrees. Right. Which the best part is he never knows that I actually wake up in the middle of the night after he fallen asleep and I turn the air back to normal. (laughs) (laughs) He never noticed. He might notice. And I, he just doesn't say anything. He probably notices. He probably notices. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just can't. I can't sleep on freezing. Yeah, well. I don't know. I was like, put your cold hands and feet on him. <laughs> like, <"Wee!"> <laughs> <laughs> I do do that. But usually, but I try to not do it on purpose too much because of the reactive reactivity that comes out comes out of him is not as delightful when when you're like honey you okay mine like like, don't touch me oh you're cold like it's like oh i don't want to hear that at three o'clock in the morning like i used to like my ex i just reach over and grab his arm and be like i'm stealing your heat i'm stealing your heat what is happening which usually got a good giggle and it was okay (laughs) you know what i always think about so it's funny because like with leo's gymnastics we've had to do a lot more traveling and a lot more hotel stays and we love like it's kind of turned into a thing where we really like our girl time to be able to kind of get away and the boys get their boy time at home and it's just kind of fun like and kai always comes when i come back kai's 
a little bit more man manly and because he had that bro time with dad and he's the tough guy and wants to help and be the man and i love it because it just gives us our own little separate like you know parental time with each one of them but the one thing leo and i i want to say maybe not the last hotel but the last couple hotels we've really been channeling ross from friends because we had so much that's one of like our funniest like episodes i'm not sure if you're aware but like ross who's like obsessed with getting free stuff from the hotel oh gosh (laughs) with the shampoos and all the different little things so what we did one time is we decided my oldest was trying to like save up to get out on his own and so of course he's you know trying to be slim pickings you know where he was out living underneath someone else's dime he could afford different face creams and different hair things or whatever but then when he's living with us and then it's like you know he's not spending his money because he's trying to put it away and so we started as we were traveling for gymnastics we started collecting all the toiletries and putting them (laughs) in a box but i mean then it started to expand to being really bad because you know when two girls get together and they're giggly they do stupid shit and so and but our stupid (laughs) shit is like how many honey packets can we put in here or like oh look i got our continental breakfast but i i loaded up on the little tiny containers of peanut butter like like these random things or the single serving teeny tea things that are just like one tea bag in a box (laughs) one tea bag in a box but they're so freaking cute they are why are they so cute that i I need one i was gonna say but that's when you're just like oh i'll take one in one of those i don't even like earl gray i don't even like earl gray but please let me have more earl gray they're so cute they're so cute so we will we so we started like collecting them to the point where that's exactly what leo decided to give her brother for his move-in like his going away gift and like his move move conditioner and soap and yes we even had freaking we had we had like fancy ketchup packet like packets in there because they were like ones we hadn't seen before because they were like the little bottles and they were super yeah so we we went a little crazy but we like every time we go to a hotel now we like to chant all our inner Ross so like we'll walk in and (laughs) if there's peppermints I'll just grab a handful and throw them at her and she's like mom you can see us I'm like "Uh (laughs) uh-huh I think the other part of it is too is because I am weird and I am a little crazy and I can get away with shit when she's a teenager because then other adults see me acting like a crazy person and they're like, man, your mom's cool. Because <laughs> like if I had my mom did that when I was a teenager, hell's a freaking yeah. <laughs> I don't I don't know if this is going to go. Like, I was going to say, you know, it's like. This my, is notes for a therapy so in the, in the, session. I was going to say, and the funny thing is like. You know, my mom was the type that would steal all of the little samples and all of the little. But, shh, don't tell. But but yeah, it was very hush hush. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It was, it was like, it, and it the was, funny thing about it, my brother is terrible about it too, and he's a traveling salesperson, and so it's like he has shoe boxes at home under his dresser, under his sink, that are like full of all these little sample things. And you couldn't even convince them to get rid of them or donate them. Do you know? What's I mean, it was just like. Do you know what's bad? <laughs> My brain. Do you know where it just went? This is this is the old OCD of who I used to be. Yeah. My brain just went straight to oh crap. He should organize those in the brands and then get the tiny little bottles from the dollar store and just start putting them all, all into, into yeah. One. So you can yeah. actually use them. Yeah. 
He, and honestly, it's like his personality type would do something like that. Oh, God. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, my brother, like, bless his heart, um, you know, his organizational skills have been something that his entire life had been like. I mean, literally, I'd go to his house and his boots would be lined up like in the closet. Like, his shirts would be um, shortest sleeve to longest sleeve and color coordinated. Oh. Right? <laughs> you didn't look in my closet yet, have you? <laughs> I have not looked in your closet. But at the same time, it's like, you know, he married, I'm a lot better, I he married someone who is much less. Um, particular about that sort of thing and um so his house is not in that shape and every time he would organize something he'd get frustrated because he'd come back two days later with you know two kids and a wife and it was not the way he organized it so he would just get frustrated and finally he just stopped got it and it's like oh <laughs> well rudy knows that i used to be so, like, everything has its place. Like, I notice instantly if something's missing or something's new because mm-hmm. it, like, everything has a place and I know where it's supposed to be, etc. And what ends up happening is Rudy ends up, he, for years, he would come home, he'd give me a hug, he'd say hi, and then he'd just start rearranging countertop space. <laughs> oh, and so, like, I mean, like, he'd take the sugar jar and move it across. And then he'd take the, like, banana hammock. And then he'll move it to a different spot. And then he'd, like, take pick up a random fork from the countertop and put it, like, on another table. And just, like, weird, just weird shit. And then he'd always, like, take the carpet and then, like, make it crooked. You know? Oh and gosh. then And then I'd have to... And then I'd sit there and I'd start correcting. If I started correcting, he'd continue to do more. Oh, no. And then if I just sat there and just, like, okay, okay, he's got to leave the room now. Like, and then he left the room. And then he'd, like, turn around the corner and I'd be, like, straightening everything <laughs> like crazy. But, like, and, like, I don't do that anymore. Now I'm, like, much, like, I'm a lot better. I mean, all it takes is really having little boys in your house and your room's, like, Wah! like, whatever, all over the place. But, he, but like, he'll, he, when he gets tired of, like, messes like he does have a window where like if it's been dirty for a certain time and it's been in his awareness all of a sudden yeah it clicks his military goes on and then that freaking is spectacular like this man can clean better than i can his handwriting is better than mine i feel so much less of a woman sometimes because (laughs) he just is better at these things with his his manly elbow grease that he can put into like scrubbing (laughs) something down and i'm like shit do we get our roles switched like (laughs) nah no because it would drive him crazy every day if he had to if he mentally thought like that every day yeah he would go batshit crazy yeah and you know it's like i guess i'm kind of like that too in the aspect of i let things go i let things go i let things go i have piles on my desk you know what it is what it is it's like my brain is very organized mostly (laughs) but at the same time it's like the surroundings around me i think as a kid i really felt like um I didn't have control of the surroundings around me. Someone else always controlled that. Mm-hmm. Um, mostly for the best. But at the same time, it's like what I could control was what was going on in my side of my head. Gotcha. And so, 
Um, and I, even when I was a little kid, it's like my mom would be like, clean your room. And she'd come in and it mostly looked clean, but then she'd look under the bed and I'd shove stuff under the bed and I'd shove stuff in the closet. It's you like, you didn't it. dare open like drawers on the desk. It's like Monica's closet. <laughs> it's like friends with Monica's closet. As soon as you open the closet and she's like, <gasps> don't look in there. Even though she thinks it's like her imperfection cave or whatever, which really people are like, thank God you're freaking normal. So crazy. Well, I find it interesting, especially like with Thanksgiving, family dynamics really just play a role. Like people walk in the door and then it's like, you know, they've been a totally different person for nine months before the last time they saw you. But then of course, when they walk in the door, then it's like sometimes... They're fine. They're weird or off for like, you know, 10, 15 minutes because they communicate with you differently than they do with their friends or they communicate differently than they do with their boss. And so it's like they haven't picked up on the language of what you guys, how you connect. And then finally, like after, you know, five minutes of conversation, then the feelers and then you're like, oh, okay, I remember how I talked to them. And then you're, you're fine and everyone's in sync, but you're still kind of like, it's almost like you revert back to your... Like whatever it was, yeah. yeah, your younger self, a younger version of yourself, or your personality, the personality you picked up, and then in the family because that's the personality you were kind of wedged into having, right? And and for me, it's it's like you know I feel like I have to be more on guard and more in control of certain things, and you know I have to be more mindful of what I say, and I have you know. <laughs> And, and two, it's like, you know, even when I have deeper conversations with my mom, she's just kind of like, uh-huh, you're so deep. And I'm like, wow, um, okay, I won't, yeah. <laughs> I won't make that mean anything, you know, yeah. <laughs> or whatever it is, but, um, you know, it's like I forget. And then, and then my accent comes back when I'm around family too much. It's like, <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, okay, that's weird. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't say that anymore. <laughs> Yeah. Well, and one of the things that is like, it's kind of, it's nice to be able to play in your old shoes a little bit because it is a little bit like bringing childhood back. Yeah. You know what I mean? And there's like a freedom and a, like a lightness that's like brought in that time or even sometimes, even though like sometimes there's awkwardness within families, there's also a comfortability that creates that like cozy relaxation where you don't feel the pressure. You don't feel like you have to be on all the time, which I really like. But then at the same time, like there's so much of my family where not that I wouldn't be willing to share it, but like my spiritual sighty sense isn't really openly discussed in our family like we are very much more intellects and conversationalist and it's physical type things and um there's a lot of physical world attributes that are part of that so like i don't even think and it's the you know the converse it's the it it can be more in depth than small talk but it's a level of small talk or a level of what's going on in the world as far as politics or a level of what's going on in the world as far as whatever else which most of the time i'm like i don't even want to know if it's something that impacts me and I really need to know, or if I'm going to go vote, I want to know. Right. But, you know, the everyday so-and-so that and so-and-so's laptop and this, that, and the other, I don't care. Right. I mean, because it's, it's, it's not, like it's mindless, it's like, it's mindless I don't need the drama. The drama and the upset and the, all of that stuff, it's like, it, it, it means nothing Well, to, to me, me. I look at it as mind, a mindless fillage where it's, it's, it's like, this is what happens when you put a hound in a 
and a Dane together. They're having so much fun. Yeah. So there's lots of noises. But I find it interesting because, like, my, you know, having these conversations, like, we do pretty well with our family. It doesn't... We have more like-minded people, and the ones that aren't like-minded get talked about a lot, like, behind closed doors. And I think they already know that they get talked about a lot, but I'm sure they equally talk about us the same way, which is fine. But we all, like, end up coming full circle, and it's always fine. But, like, it's interesting because there is a level of depth that I do notice that my cousins very much possess. And with their, you know, like, just even some of the tattoos that I've witnessed some of them get over the years, or even just some of their posts on Instagram, I'm like, I know you're awake, man. I know you have your gifts. I know you channel into your gifts, but you just don't. I wonder how openly they are publicly right. with their friends and family. Right. Or not, I'm, I guess I shouldn't say family. I, sh- I wonder how much it is that like their mother, mother and father actually know that are my aunt and uncles. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Or how much of their friends, like when, when they're in a friend setting, how open are they with them about that? I mean, I know I get flagged out by my clients left and right because I just ha- seem to know shit that I should know. And I don't know where it came from. It was just delivered to me. So I am like, hey, by the way, I'm thinking X, Y, Z. And they're like, holy crap, how did you know that? I don't freaking clue. I have no freaking clue. I don't know. But I appreciate where it came from and did that resonate. Yeah. You know, and like it's it, like my clients flag me out. They like almost, I become like a, you know, they're talking about me and around town and whatever. And I'm like thinking I'm all, you know, like do, 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 part of normal. And then someone's like, I heard you're different. And I'm like, right, I am. I like, like. <laughs> Yeah, I, I I don't think that I was ever I I, <laughs> I don't think there was ever any moment where anyone thought that I was normal. <laughs> I don't think so either. I just I, I, I think I, I, I like to pr- my I think my inner child like to pretend to just be a little bit just a little, a little bit. bit normal. Well, yeah, I, I think it I'm was pretty. A, I'm such an oddball of my family in general. So like that, I already felt like the odd one out on regularly. Yeah, I you know I feel like. You know, we, I think we kind of touched on this before. It's like, you know, my dad was the black sheep of his family as far as like, but it was a good black sheep, right? You know, it right. wasn't like, it, you know, he actually made improvements on the family, his family of origin. Um, and, you know, my mom's family is really all that I have left in the area. Um, and, you know, it's like they, they have their own drum as well. And, um, but the, I wouldn't say that they acknowledge awakeness by any means okay you know it's like they're very much still involved in um religious organizations and those beliefs are so very like regimented Mm -hmm. and strong that um you know for me it's like i i'm grateful for the background that i have with that and at the same time it's like the more that i learned and the more that i grew it's like it didn't stick as a part of my life right i i I don't know so did did you feel when you were in not to, like sorry to cut you off That's okay. but my question for you is I'm starting to become aware that because of the dynamics that my family had with religion and had like had more of that physical attribute that it allowed me more room to personally privately explore to find my way mm-hmm. because I wasn't having um 
you know, I, I think sometimes I felt lonely with it. A lot of times, most times I felt lonely with it, but I, but there is a part of me that's like, if it wasn't that way, it would have taken me a lot longer yeah. to find where I belonged or was open or whatnot. Yeah. You know, and you know, it's really, really interesting because my dad was a type that, you know, we'd be in Colorado and traveling around Colorado and we'd go out in the mountains and we'd sit on a mountaintop and have this, you know, really big conversation about like how we were like little tiny ants compared to the vastness that was in front of us and like just really being aware of like you know the dynamic of you know how you know as human beings we're very very tiny but at the same time it's like being in that space you just feel so expansive right right you know so it's like we would have those kind of conversations in my childhood um i would say that even though my dad didn't acknowledge it, he was very awake and aware. Um, he actually, after I got into acupuncture school and I started working with energy and working with energy healing and working with, um, you know, just seeing and mm-hmm. feeling and the experience of energy itself. And I was doing some energy healing on his leg and he was just like, I can see that. And I was like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so he started opening up and talking about how, his entire life he'd seen, seen colors around people <gasps> Yay. and uh, he'd seen auras and things like that and he, he just that. never talked to anybody about it because he didn't want to be weird well he didn't want to you know it's like he had a, a really big trigger like you could not say anything about counseling or psychology or right. any of that sort of right. stuff well, it it, like it typecasts you off right? right it would set him off like right um uh, you know speaking of triggers you know yeah. <laughs> kind of thing and so he just didn't want anybody you know saying he was crazy because right. he and um being a military veteran it's like i recognize now his symptoms of ptsd that he had but coming out of vietnam that was something that was just like hush hush taboo you know right. those he wasn't those guys and those guys were you know yeah. whatever it was you know well, i mean like, they, they, there, but there was still a good level of trauma and he also had a good amount of trauma from his childhood on top of it right and so but but you didn't ever even breach that subject and like i said counseling was not even in that realm and so for him to open up and actually start to talk about being able to cool. see energy and being able to, you know, experience those sort of things was really, really huge for him towards the end of his life. I didn't know it was towards the end of his life at the time. <laughs> but at well, the same time, it's like me going out there and being like, I'm not afraid to talk about this. And, hey, look what I can do. And no, if don't anything, you feel it's, that? It's, it's affirmation it like, for him. For him, it was like, oh, my gosh. I remember when I was a little kid. And if I'd scrape my knee, my grandfather would come over and do his hand over my knee like that, and it would stop hurting. Right. And so it's like my dad's family is where all of those giftings were wide open. They just, like, set them in different ways. And I even, his his mom's sister was kind of like a grandmother to me because I didn't really know his mom. Mm -hmm. And um, she actually was who they would, they lived in deep South Alabama, right? But she's who they would call, the farmers would call when they had to find water. Because she'd take dousing rods out there. It might even be like two coat hangers, right? But she'd take dousing rods out there and find water for them. Nice. I was going to say, and it's like, those are the kind of like deep heritage things that when I think of family history, those are the things that I like really... Um, think of and the things that I resonate with but that's you know none of that part of my family 
um, that I remember from my childhood, very few of them are actually still alive. Um, And the ones that that are, I I haven't had a lot of contact with. Although um, earlier this year, I did go spend some time in the deep south. In the deep, in the deep, deep south. south, and um, reconnected. I like the fried chicken now, uh, <laughs> like and some jambalaya, some pickled okra. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, I mean, it was just really great to reconnect. And um, one of the cousins that's really close to my age, um, she she actually has some really great giftings as well. And so it was fun for us to connect and talk about that. But. I don't know how I got here, but um, you got there because you're talking about awesome sauce. That's what we were talking about. Awesome awesome sauce. sauce. But I love that because here it's like towards the end of his life, he at least gets like confirmation that he like he's affirmed within. Hey, crap. I wasn't as crazy as I thought I was. And all those other people could (laughs) suck it. Either that or like, oh, God, this one's crazy, too. Think so no. at all? If anything, no, I don't like, think so. Either. I think I don't think I that think at all. I think for him, it really was a an acknowledgement and of like, okay, I've watched this kid grow up, and she's always been so much like me, and that was a fight and a struggle, right? Right. Wait, and, but and now I really see, you know, he could actually see why something, you know, that was also with and him, better, and that was awesome about him that he kept hidden, right? And and at the same time, it was like the part that he kept hidden ended up being very strong within his kin, yeah. And then of the next thing you know, his kin is actually able to live more free in doing Those what things. you like, yeah. So yeah. if anything, I mean, like what I really love about that is it's it's like that that moment of awareness where all the dots come into play and it was like, oh, wow. And I always try to pay attention to that, especially with my kids, because, you know, even with my son, my son, it, he will be reactive. He will be emotional. And he, and it, in a, in a in caved enclosed type of, you know, tear cry, not anger at all. Like mm-hmm. he just, he'll, it'll just come in and I'll be like, buddy, hold on, take a deep breath. And we'll talk through his feelings when he's feeling them. Because I want him to understand, you know, just because sissy can be a little bit of a, like, you know, like, doesn't necessarily <laughs> mean, yeah, you know, and, well, I mean, he, he's a Leo and she's a Scorpio and she's black and white and he's like all about the way and like, and so, you know, and it was just like, even the other day we were picking out gifts for my sister for Christmas and I was letting the kids pick, you know, like the personality types of, you know, the style design that they wanted to do for it. And so, you know, like they're picking it and she's trying to put pressure on him. And I'm like, Kai, that wasn't your choice. That was her choice. You need to sit which one fits with you. But then, of course, you know, because the person that it is picked for, my daughter is a Scorpio. My sister is also a Scorpio. They are only three days apart. They are so similar. It is very much like over the years, I've noticed behavioral traits with my kid in addition to her preferences are so very similar, which I always encourage and discuss and say, hey, da 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 da, like this is great. And I said, but keep in mind XYZ because that was a struggle for her and, you know, whatever. And so we have these really great open conversations. But then, of course, you know, as they're selecting which one they want, Leo's like, well, she'll like this one better because da 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 da. And I was like, and I just, and then he's like, but I like this one. I was like, 
Okay. She needs that exact personality in her life. It's perfect. And then, and then of course, Leo responded, well, she like, it doesn't matter because she likes me more anyway. Like, you know, like it just said, <laughs> you know, like whatever. And then I look at her and I go, Leo, you can't say things like that to your brother. And she goes, but it's true. And I said, even if it is true, you need to not, not say, say things, things like, like that, that to your six-year-old brother. <laughs> and then I just looked at him and I said, sweetie, just because Aunt Heather and Sissy are so like-minded that they're almost the same person does not mean that your aunt loves you any less than her. Like, you know, or just like, versa. or vice versa. <laughs> like, so I had to, you yeah. know, but then of course, you know, the rest all week, he's like, Sissy's mean. And then he's telling a story to everybody. I'm like, okay, first of all, there's no more conversations that we need to have about it. We already discussed it. Now we need to focus on the things moving forward and call it a day. Yeah. So, but anyway, that's basically what ends up happening. And yeah, like it's, it's, it's fascinating that we have those different dynamics with the families and making sure you know, all I, those different things. It's like I, I love the holidays, whatever they are, because it really does give us the time to come back and get reacquainted and reconnect with those family dynamics. Um, you know, and some of us, many of us, kind of go, oh, if the rest of my world was the way that I created it with my friends and the people that I choose to associate with versus the ones that I'm related to. But then, you know, you wouldn't have that, um, I guess, the the contrast. You wouldn't be reminded of, like, where you came from and the, um, you know, just the, the really richness of you became who you are now because of your experiences then. It would, yeah, seriously. I mean, well, and the funny thing is, this is like, like we said last episode, there's so much of us feeling like the odd man out and there's so much of us feeling different or, you know, like as we evolve out of our child version of ourselves into a like, you know, it's not just, oh, I'm an adult and that's the last phase. It's perfect. <laughs> it were gradually. I, 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 I still go, wait, how old am I? Yeah. When am I going to grow up? Because when I grow up, I want to, you know, I want to do this or I want to do that or I want to be this. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not there yet. Yeah. And no. I'm like, well, crap, I'm more than halfway over the. <laughs> well, and that's where I get. I get to the point. I get to the point where I'm like halfway. I'm already like looking back, and I'm like, man, I really do want to do things like that. And then I'm like, wait, probably should not. Like, like <laughs> we might need to reevaluate, or that might be a really good reason to take care of my body and do all the self care needs so that I can do whatever I want whenever the fuck I want. Yeah. When I retired and connected exactly. to you. Exactly. Yes. But I mean, but uh, going back to my point of like, I'm like you know, I still want to be ziplining when I'm 80. Right. <laughs> is that how you're going to die? Is, it, is that what's going to be on your tombstone? No. It's like, here, li- here lies Audra. She zipped it away. Like, <laughs> nope. They're going to be like, damn, she's 80. Can you believe she's still up here? And I'm going to be like, hee, hee, Gosh. Yeah, I'm pretty convinced, though, you know, that I'm going to live to be 100 and I'm going to be happy about it. <laughs> oh, dude. At I, least 100. I, I hope that that's the case. Like, I, I mean, lately I've been watching a lot of people in their 80s and 90s. And, you know, like, you obviously, like, you'll have the 70-year-old where the 70-year-old seems like they're 60 and the 70-year-old that seems like they're 95. Yeah. And, like, you you see those different age groups and you're, you're just like, ugh. And some of that, you know, genes can always are a contributing factor, but I'm always looking at it being like, you know, I've witnessed a lot of 
85, 90 year olds that have lived really long, fulfilling lives and in really good shape. And then, you know, sometimes the last couple years are not as good and a little bit of a struggle. And they're not, you know, they don't have as much pep in their step or they don't have as much vitality yeah but at the same time. yeah but like i have witnessed some you know even with my grandfather his shoulder was bothering him for years so for like the last yeah. five years of his life he just kept talking about how he's gonna go to mayo clinic and get this all like whatever and to the <laughs> point where i just had to say to him no if you go if you even think about going going to get yourself put under surgery at your age i will freaking kill you <laughs> and he just like look at me and be like what like what well, i I and I'm just like, no, 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 no. The muscle mass is gone. It doesn't matter. There's like, no reason for it's them not, to head it's, on you. You've got bone spurs. It's, it's yeah. It's not going to help. Yeah. It's not going to do anything. I'm just, I don't yeah. want to hear about the subject. And then finally, because of my medical understanding and because I kept emphasizing, then he finally like started giving up. But at the same time, it was just sad to watch him, you know, go from being able to play his rounds of golf to not being able, you know, and yeah. it was like, it had been five years since he had played you know, even not maybe even even longer than that, possibly. Yeah. Now that I think about it, and so I want to be the person where I can still go out and you know play pickleball and you know play yes. golf and do all the fun things like, and might, take I, care of grandkids. And I don't know about golf, but um, <laughs> it's okay. I'll say, teach you. You'll teach you me. Tell people that. <laughs> I'm like, okay. <laughs> you will have to teach me golf. Yeah, and I'll try not to uh, throw the club or anything. <laughs> I don't, but, yeah, I don't think you have the temperament for that. Well, yeah, that doesn't mean it's not going to slip out of my hands. No. Oh, look where I, it goes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait, I was that like, was the club. <laughs> yeah, I can see you doing that, at, especially at the course that has the pond, and then it just went into the lake, and you're like, so what do we do in that shot? And I'll be like, you say goodbye to your club. like, you, And I'll be like, wait, we can't wait in there and get it? <laughs> Splash around? Yeah, go ahead and dive in that water if you want to. Ew. Oh, yeah. No. Ew. That's disgusting. <laughs> so follow the uh, herbicides and pesticides and crap that they use out there. Oh, my oh, God. Oh, and that's all just poorly collected yes, into one and- lake location. <laughs> Yeah, I am very, I am very thankful that my husband is a catch and release guy, so that when he does fish in those locations, he at least puts the it back. back. He's not like, "Hey, Luke, I got dinner." (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) Yeah, so oh, that was fun to catch. Let's get back. I just, I can't do that. I mean, like, first of all, I I wouldn't fish in those kind of places because I don't want to have to put the fish back. If I'm going to catch a fish, I want to eat it. Okay, and not because I want to eat it, but because it's like. I don't want to create trauma and cause an animal hurt by putting a hook in its mouth. Yeah. <laughs> Unless I'm going to, like, I don't know. I've so, learned to just, I have to, I'm like, I have to turn uh, the other cheek when it comes to those subjects, like with deers yeah. and like hunting and all of those things. And I'm like, okay, I understand there's a purpose and the life yeah. cycle and the things of that nature. But at the same time, I physically, emotionally cannot. I can't process. Like, it's just too much for me. Yeah. So, I grew up with hunters. And so, it's like, I don't have a problem with killing an animal to eat it. Mm-hmm. I have a problem with trapping, especially, like, killing for antlers and heads and things. Like, that stuff Ab- is just ridiculous. yuck. No. Um, and the only that. hunter, and the only people I know that hunt, they keep the antlers after they've used right. all of the body. Like, yeah, all yeah. the body is but used. I just mean, like, poaching for... 
you know, for sport, for sport to yeah. me is, ugh, it's gross. Yeah. Um, and you know, but it's like with fishing, it's like, to me, there's no point if you're not going to eat it. Now I get it if it's too small or too big or, you know, legal issues or whatever. Yeah. Right. You have to put it back, but that's, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm really talking about like, and I get it. It's relaxing. I get it. It's fun for guys to go out there and and you know catch and release i mean yeah, I, my I, husband I, is a big fisherman it's like i know it's a, a great stress relief for some people but for me it's like if i'm I gonna care catch less. it i want to eat it i could care less yeah yeah i'm just like well and that's the thing is it's funny because my husband years ago had actually looked at me and he's like you know honey we've been together for a really long time and you know most wives like start adapting to like you know oh their husband watches football the wife watches football with them and like oh if you know the husband fishes the wife ends up fishing with them and i'm like yeah no i'm fine thank you so much like (laughs) bye i'm gonna do my thing yeah i'm like i would rather die and i would die and i would totally be like I'll catch the first one, the last one, and the biggest one. Let's go. Yeah, well, see, but see and, I, and that's the thing. It's not that I wouldn't want to spend. I, I love spending time with my husband. My, his yeah. biggest problem is I want him around more. Yeah. You know, like, and I've explained this to him. Like, hey, honey, your biggest problem is I want you around all the time. Like, that's your biggest problem. I think it's that's like, a really good problem to have. But when it comes to, like, fishing, I don't like fishing. I'm yeah. bored out of my mind. My brain immediately goes... And I just am like, can you give me a chair and a book? If you want me to be there, give me a book. I'll sit and enjoy nature. I have no idea what the hell you're doing with your like, like whatever things that he's doing. But like, yeah, exactly. I'm like, okay, that's great. And he's like, honey, check this out or whatever. And I've listened to tons of stories where I have no idea what the hell he's talking about. Yeah. And it goes in one, like I listen and I really hold on to as many words as I can because then I can at least make it seem like I'm, I care and I'm interested. I care about him being happy. I care that he is finding an enjoyment. Yeah. I care about his story that's providing him enjoyment. But I could give a rat's patootie about the context. Right. Because I just, it's not of interest to me. Yeah. I totally get that. I just can't. So, yeah. but I do it's love kinda, that it's he has like that. When guy, you know, when guys talk about things that they're passionate about, and you're like, wow, that's really sexy that they're getting all like passionate about what they're talking about. But Dude. they're like, I have no idea what you're saying. <laughs> okay. You know what's really sad? I almost jumped him after changing the toilet paper yesterday. <laughs> Okay, like seriously, I didn't even ask him, but I like I knew we needed toilet paper. So and then I said to him, I said, I'm going to forget this. And then I did remember to grab it and put it on like put it on the countertop. Mm-hmm. And then like I went and got my tea for the night and then I came upstairs and I went and checked on the bathroom or whatever. And he's literally like putting the toilet paper exactly all unloading it where it needs to be and i'm like and i just sat there and watched him and it was the fucking sexiest thing ever and i don't even know he's like what the he's like because all i did was change the toilet paper and he's like you know like but he was indicating like as if anybody changes the toilet paper i'll jump them and i'm like no you voluntarily was not told and that was fucking hot like and then and then like he's seriously like i'm like all like getting close to him while he's changing the toilet paper and I like put my hand around him and I'm like trying to kiss on him and he's like honey we're in the bathroom we have a whole fucking house can we at least go to our bedroom and I'm just like 
oh all right like guys like about Your to jump you in the freaking bathroom i just wanted to see you change the toilet paper <laughs> hormonal like i was like i don't know what's going on but that's fucking hot like it just damn damn like what do you do and then you go god now i'm fucking old as shit with your husband like it's hotter than hell changing out toilet paper rolls Awesome. I swear I had nothing to drink. I just was like <laughs> nothing in my system. I was just enjoying the moment. And that's what I would say. What do we need to do more of? We need to enjoy, enjoy the, the moment. moment. <laughs> awesome. Well, this has been another exciting episode of Embracing the Wild. We hope you go out and embrace your inner wild. <laughs> in there. <laughs>